Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. We're talking about resetting our worldview with John Bevere today at SOS Radio. and He's a best-selling author, and he's always someone who makes me think whenever we get a chance to chat in these podcasts. And thanks for supporting SOS Radio financially. I mean, when you give like $25, it helps keep these podcasts updated and fresh, and so we get to experiment with more things like this. I mean, we're posting multiple podcasts a week, and SOS Radio is completely listener-supported, so that means your gifts are tax-deductible because we're a nonprofit. We're digging in now. John, when you travel around the world, you notice that so many of us focus on sharing love and grace when we talk about God because we feel like that's what people need to hear, at least on the front end. But you know what? It's interesting when you study the way that Jesus actually taught. He lived both. Jesus didn't teach like 80% grace and only 20% conviction. He taught 100% love and grace and 100% truth and conviction all at the same time. And he lived it out. I was in Brazil months ago, and I was speaking to 12,000 pastors and leaders of a church network down in Brazil. And I mean, in this arena, 12,000, they were all pastors, all leaders, and the passion of these people was electrifying. And I remember the next day, I went to lunch with the top leaders of this church organization. I said, "Um, how many people are in your churches, all your churches? And they said, over 300,000. And I thought, okay. And I said, well, when, when did it start? Who started it? You know, I, I'm thinking it's 50 years old or something like that. They said, oh, it started 16 years ago with one family. And I was like, what? I said, how? And I thought, I'm asking a rhetorical question. I think the answer is going to be their cell groups. So I said, how do you grow a church to over 300,000 in 16 years in a first world nation? And without batting an eye, without even hesitating, one of the leaders that spoke the best English said, it's because we teach on eternal rewards and judgment for believers. And I went, what? <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, so therefore, our people down here have a, an eternal perspective. They live life viewing life through eternity. He said, now, I've been to many churches in America. You Americans don't teach on this. Therefore, many American Christians have a 70, 80-year perspective. And it caused me to think back to when God originally gave me this message. I remember him riveting in my heart. The book of Hebrews, chapter 6, says one of the elementary teachings of Jesus Christ is eternal rewards and judgment. I started thinking, what do you get in elementary school? You get how to read, write, add, subtract, multiply, divide. You get all the basics for building your education. Now, can you imagine building a college education, not knowing how to read, write, add, or subtract. You can't do it. And so we have all these Christians in America who really don't understand the eternal and the judgment seat of Christ, so they're building their lives based off of not knowing how to read, write, add, or subtract in the spiritual sense. There's an American perspective and there's an eternal perspective. And we're talking about where we flesh that out and the weird cultural things we're navigating through. And I'm Scott on SWS Radio. Our phone number is 702-732-9102. If you have a thought as we're talking with John Bevere this morning, you know, we want to live life with an eternal worldview, right? Centered on Jesus. And we tend to champion the love and grace that Jesus taught because we think like that's what people want to hear and that's what's going to attract them towards the gospel. But we also 
have to own the fact that there is truth and all truth comes from God. If we're saying it's my truth or it's your truth, it's totally bogus because there's sin in this world that always brings consequences. But part of that love and grace is that Jesus stepped into our place, but he also called us to live differently, right? Now, John, where do you think we need to start focusing on making our life count both for today and for eternity? You know, the Bible's very clear that what we do with the cross determines where we're going to spend eternity. However, what I find many believers are not aware of is that the way we live as believers determines how we're going to spend eternity. If you look at the judgment, the word judgment in Hebrews chapter 6, it's the Greek word krema, which just means a decision. And Paul the Apostle says in Corinthians that all of us believers are going to stand before Jesus. And we're going to give an account, not of our sins, because his blood eradicated our sins. And that is a big thank you, Jesus. Okay. But he's going to examine how we live this life as believers. He's going to examine our thoughts, our motives, our intentions, our works. All that's made clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and and other places in the New Testament. And as a result of the investigation he does on our life as Christians, he's going to make decisions And those decisions are going to be, according to Hebrews 6, eternal. So that means there's never going to be any changes to those decisions. And the Bible makes it very clear that the decisions that he makes are going to result in rewards. And the rewards can range from this, anywhere from having everything we did burned up, yet being saved, yet as a man through wall of flames, the Bible says, all the way to reigning beside Christ forever and ever and ever. And as believers, we've got to remember that Heaven is going to be much more exciting than even earth. I mean, there's going to be vision. There's going to be building. There's going to be, you know, expanding. All of this is going to be going on because of the nations will be coming to the city, the 1,400-mile-long and wide city. And who are the people that are going to be in visionary positions with Jesus? Who are the people that are going to be doing some of the lesser positions? All of this is going to be determined by the decisions he makes at that judgment seat. So, again, it tells me what we do in this life determines how we're going to spend eternity. And Scott, can you imagine if somebody looked at at someone and just let's say we could live in our bodies a little longer than we live right now, and somebody said to us, okay, the way you live the next 24 hours one day is going to determine how you're going to spend the next thousand years. Now, we can't even imagine a thousand years. I mean, if you go back a thousand years, there's no United States. Christopher hadn't gotten on the boat yet. He wasn't even born. King Louis XIV of France isn't even born yet. That's a long time. But yet the job you do, the people you work with, the neighborhood you live in, the, job, uh, the views you have from your house, the neighbors that you have for the next thousand years is all going to be determined by how you live the next 24 hours. How would we live that 24 hours? With purpose or would we just throw it to chance? And yet that's nothing compared to what we're talking about here. Because we're talking about what we do in this life, and James calls this life a vapor, it's zero, basically, compared to eternity, determines how we're going to spend the rest of eternity. Thanks for supporting the SWS Radio podcast and giving through SWSRadio.net. If you're enjoying these conversations, it helps us just to keep all of these fresh. And We're talking with John Bevere today, and he released a book years ago called Driven by Eternity. And You re-release that and update that for modern times. I mean, you wanted to talk about how we're not just living for today, and we're not just living for like 80 years from now. 
what we want to do is have that whole on earth as it is in heaven idea living out. You know, and God gives us these talents, right? And you see how multiplication affects the fruit that comes out of our time and our talent and our resources when we're connected to Jesus. Well, our talents are given by God. Uh, you know, if you look at my talent, one of my talents is not singing. <laughs> you would never have me singing on this radio station. Okay, but I am gifted to write. I'm gifted to speak. And I've used those talents and I've multiplied them. If you remember the parable of the talents, the two that were called faithful did one and one thing only. They multiplied what God gave them. God's first commandment to us when he put us on the earth was be fruitful and multiply. The thing is, if I just said, hey, I, I, I want to go and I want to have a new CD that sells as many copies as Taylor Swift, well, guess what? I'm not gifted to do that. <laughs> but, you know, all of us have giftings in areas. And it's different areas. And the Bible is very clear that there are different areas that God has gifted us in. And those areas multiply. And so that's what I've done. You know, to date, at the end of this year, we'll have given 10 million resources to pastors and leaders in 84 nations. We've given it to them. I'm going up to Mongolia. We gave hundreds, probably close to 100,000 resources to their leaders. What am I doing? I'm multiplying that gift that God gave me. And when we multiply, the Bible makes it clear, we get rewarded accordingly at the believer's judgment. You're clear to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.